The following podcast is a B&E Network exclusive. Episode 15 and 2 versus 3. I'm Kyle. It's Cody. Hey. And Greg. Sorry for the long awaited wait. We are shit audio technicians and have lost at least two episodes. Yeah, we're fucking talking. amateurs, man. But, uh, you know, shit happens. And I'm sure no one was listening anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> man. I know. Just being down on us because we fucked up. Well, alright. Yeah, so it's considering we like had the GOAT episode, it's been like. Probably almost three weeks since we recorded. We did a regular one, yeah. Or put one out, at least. Yeah, we've recorded in the meantime, but yeah, we lost them. Anyway, enough of the technical shit. What have you guys been up to this week? Uh, I've been, like, doing a lot of skateboarding lately. Yeah. You came out with me the other night and did some filming. It was pretty fun. Yeah, I still got that on my phone. Well, I fuck me, dude. That was, like, a week ago, and I'm still beat up. Man, that was two weeks ago. Yeah, <laughs> dude. Like, I was... It fucked me up, like... Because a little bit of drinking, and then, like, I feel like I'm invincible. Yeah. Like, I kind of get off on the pain at that point. You guys were going at it a little hard, too. You especially. You took a couple good shots. Yeah, like, I wasn't really doing anything impressive, but fuck, I went No, you just weren't landing anything, (laughs) so it was all right. Yeah, I'm still beat up over that shit. But, uh, yeah, me and Josh, the guy I was skateboarding with, we've been recording some music and shit, and I got a show coming up, so. Oh, yeah? Where are you playing? I'm going to play with Alex at the mid-July at the mansion. Oh, okay, cool. Probably just going to do a solo thing. So mm-hmm. I'm going to try to write some new songs for that. Well, that's some, awesome, Some man. new country songs? Yeah, keep it country. Nice. nice. There's not enough of that shit around right now. I uh, I went out to uh, Alex played a show at the mansion, like, uh, I think it was last week on, like, a Wednesday. It was the day after my birthday. And I got fucked. <laughs> like, oh, man, I was hammered. I like went out. I had, I don't think I'd eaten like all day. <laughs> like you came to town. I like had a few beers at my place and then a few more beers at the mansion. And I was like too drunk. I was like, going to go home. But like I went upstairs to say, oh, man, you know what? I'm not going to bother going in the show or whatever. And he's like, oh, they, I got to the door and they're like, you Kyle Hodge? And I was like, yeah. He's like, oh, you've already just gone in. And I was like, what? And like I guess he had paid for me to come up. I was like, all right, well, VIP, I guess, guess I'm staying now. The drunkest guy in the I place. Got hammered. Although I did film his set, and it's a really good recording of his set. So I, I did something productive nice. of being hammered. But nice. so you're really artsy when you're drunk. Yeah, I, I get, I get, I get the camera out and get like, uh, like, what do you call me when I'm hammered? You always like uh, Clive of Owen. As <laughs> a mistake, trying to call you, um, Christopher Nolan. Christopher Nolan. <laughs> <laughs> It's a special kind of two drunks mixed together right there. So something happened today. Like for something that I think is really stupid is that people that own fish. And by that, I'm like, uh, that's me. Like I've owned a fish tank for like the last eight years of my life. And it's fucking weird. You've owned a swamp in your room is what you've owned. No, like it used (laughs) to look nice. But for the last like two years, it's, it's like a fucking swamp. You're right. And these fucking poor fish, there's like four of them living in there in like three inches of water and shit and i literally <laughs> didn't fucking feed them for like probably the last 
15 months. Pete is going to go nuts to hear this podcast. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> and like so today, I was like, man, this thing is just fucking horrible. I got to get rid of this shit. So I fucking pulled the fucking live fish right out, dumped them in the toilet. And I was like, bye, buddies, you resilient little bastards. They'll fuck, live better down there. They'll fuck. I, I was thinking about that later, man. There's so much shit and fucking garbage in their fucking fish tank that they'll be fine in a septic tank. <laughs> <laughs> it's well, a natural it's not even habitat. A septic tank. It's a sewer. They're going to go meet giant alligators. I guess there. so, yeah. So, um, wait, now there's alligators and fish in the sewers, man? I was just joking. There's actually probably not alligators unless someone fucks Yeah, like, an they'll be fine, man. But I, I was kind of bummed out. They were pets. That you had to flush your pets. <laughs> yeah. Did you give them names? That you got bored of them and decided to kill them. No, it's just it was. They were disgusting. <laughs> they ate their no, own no, shit, no. dude. No, 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 no. Let's not mix this up. You were disgusting. <laughs> Those fish didn't do anything except for. I didn't to do anything either. Well, that's the thing. That's what makes you disgusting. <laughs> Like, those yeah, fish did nothing wrong. It was a fucking gnarly tank. You're a like, murderer. It was a big fucking deal getting rid of that. But you know what? It's like new beginnings. I fucking changed my room all around. Fresh start. Yeah, fresh yeah. start. No. I'm going to replace that shitty fish tank with a new TV. Oh, that's a, yeah. that's a big change. Yeah, big upgrade. Yeah. Yeah. Going to get a nice flat screen. Look, yeah, it's something's you know, not too big. You know, you know some 3D. So I'm not like ha- roasting my bed with my laptop every night. Probably getting testicular cancer <laughs> slowly and i have like two nice televisions i'll still occasionally if like if Lindsay's not there i'll put a laptop on my bed still and watch off the laptop rather than hook it up to the television Man. yeah this is always do i don't know why it's like that's how i when i like live, first lived on my own you didn't have a television you just had like laptop that was your tv so i was used to it still used to it yeah for some reason i have to fall asleep watching something I don't, i've I always had to. abundance of tvs wherever i lived I'm sorry, but speaking of which, speaking of falling asleep watching something, I came home the other night and Mr. Bean's theme song was just <laughs> blaring out of Greg's bedroom. Man, <laughs> a girl over Greg? Very high volume. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Oh, like, man, I've just been falling asleep. Too. No, but that's fine. But you fall asleep with a very loud. It wasn't disturbing me. I was like, how, is, how are you sleeping with well, no, Bean like, just it, blaring? It's because uh, if, if I fall asleep with the noise and shit, to be honest, it's just like I don't, get, I don't wake up when you come home. Yeah. That's smart. I get that. There's like a sleeper. It's like it'll fall asleep eventually. Well, yeah, I guess if you just get used to it. Well, yeah. and it's probably less annoying than the two of us up hammered as fuck. But it, it is like, it is really funny though, like hearing Red Green's theme song or yeah, Mr. No, Bean's I've, theme I've song, like, like the most like, obscure TV like Red, shows. <laughs> Red Green. Have you watching Mr. new Mr. Bean or old? Old Mr. Bean. Huh. And uh, I last night I just found that uh, all the King of Hills on fucking YouTube. Really? Like officially? I don't or? know. I just I just YouTube fucking full <laughs> episodes, and there's a shit ton of stuff on there. That's how I, I rewatched like, I Dragon Ball Z. Did you just type in the words "full episode." Full episodes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they're always on. There. That's a good way to find it. And I just scrolled through it, and there was like a lot of shit on there. I was bored of Netflix, man. Like I couldn't find anything. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Netflix on is anymore. sucking it's the dead. big one these days. Yeah. So I'm thinking about getting rid of it. They just put out like a uh, the magician show, like where he he like. Oh, I heard about this though. When the uh, tricks unveiled, tricks unveiled. Like the, I remember when that was on TV back in the day. I thought like that was some dark secret shit. Like this guy might get murdered. I've for, heard like, it sucks rewatching it. It's though. really bad. Yeah. This is all ma- spoil the magic. Yeah, you know, like and it's, when it's not even that impressive of like, no, a show. Like, <laughs> but I remember that was like one of those shows that the family sat down to watch. And I was a kid, like I was like, oh my god, like you, you know, it was like Survivor. It's because they our parents probably were duped when they were kids, and like, oh yeah, like mag- yeah. magicians don't interest us at all. You know, we we the internet. 
But like maybe our parents' generation was like really into magicians. <laughs> they probably were. <laughs> well, I remember when everyone was like David Blaine was really popular there for a while. I still yeah. think David Blaine's cool. Well, mm. now he doesn't even what do magician mean, shit. Now he I shoves. Just, now I just don't find that really. Now cool. he shoves fucking steel rods through his arms and weird shit. like Yeah, well, that. that's why I think he's cool. He does like practical magic. How is that <laughs> fucking practical? Because it's real. Well, whatever. He's shoving steel rods through him. It's, it's not. It's not yeah. fucking. It's magic. science. That's weird as shit. It's science. It's a piercing. No, he finds. <laughs> it's very precise. Well, no, but I feel. No, yeah, it's like, just he's done it a thousand times. So he has. A callus for the ages. Magicians have always been like accrediting Tibetan monks. It's the Tibetan method. It's the Tibetan method, and yeah, like now he's just Tibetaning it. He's a fucking sociopath. That's (laughs) fucking nut job. What about Chris Angel? You like that guy? No, he's a fucking. I I, I never liked him, but uh, when I I went to (laughs) Vegas like a couple years ago, and uh, a buddy of ours, Shane, went and saw him, and he said that his live show was fucking amazing. Like he didn't understand anybody. He was like (laughs) flabbergasted. Which don't get me wrong. The no lights. one listening to this would know, but <laughs> I could see him just being Flashy excited about things. It. But I don't know. I, I mean, I'm sure live magic is cool. What are the magicians that have the tiger? Oh, uh, Siegfried and Roy. Oh, uh, that'd be pretty cool. <laughs> but yeah, one of those guys got mauled by a tiger, so I don't okay. think they do the tiger stuff anymore. I don't know. I'd just like to go see a tiger, I guess. Okay, so go you, to just, the fucking you, zoo. you like the zoo, not the magicians. <laughs> those are totally different things, Greg. <laughs> Yeah, no, this is a grand time. This is kind of a magic show of yeah. sorts. Well, uh, yeah, did you guys hear about the fucking gorilla No, thing? obviously, I fucking heard everyone. They mm-hmm. played it on CNN at my work for like a week I straight. didn't watch the video. I, w- I, w- I, w- was, I wouldn't watch it. It's it like, it was dumb. <laughs> like, I can't believe we're talking about it this late. Oh, yeah, this is, yeah, like, oh, whatever. <laughs> Still. It's like we someone was just like looking to shoot the gorilla beforehand. <laughs> like, what? They were just like waiting for any excuse to shoot that gorilla. Yeah, they really wanted to get rid of it? No, man, don't shoot the poor gorillas. <laughs> I, I guess. I, uh, if we're going to bring it up, we might as well be raunchy about it. Yeah. <laughs> I just like see someone just like one day, I'm going to fucking shoot you, you prick. <laughs> Coco, sign language, fuck you to me. I'm going to kill that son of a bitch. <laughs> so fucking politics and shit. What have you been up to, Greg? Politics and shit. Uh, no, that's funny, actually. Like I was uh, planting grapes this weekend with some philosophy kids. Yeah. How did wait, that wait, go? wait, 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 what? friend of mine started a vineyard. Oh, okay. I thought you I, said uh, playing grapes. No, planting. I was like, is that a weird I went last year and we planted like 250 grapes or something like that. And went back this year and planted a couple more. And <laughs> it went 250 to two. It was just a fucking hilarious time, man. Like, I, I work construction and stuff. And like, I mean, I'm pretty not lazy, I guess. And I mean, I was just ready to dig holes. Like, that's all you had to do is dig a little hole and put a plant in it. You know, we had 200 of these fucking things. It wasn't that hard. That's not very many. Yeah. Like, I mean, it was like pretty hot out and shit. And like, I mean, but there was beer and brisket and stuff like beer and brisket. What else do you need? Yeah. yeah. Fuck, man. I was ready to go. But it was like for every f- couple of holes, it was like, oh, man, they'd go off and do some yoga stretches. And, like, oh, really? You know, and I'm just yeah. like, and they, at one point they asked like, oh, man, how you have a podcast? What's it about? I was like, oh, you know, like politics and like the economy. And like, <laughs> like oh, really? I was like, no, not at all. <laughs> Star Wars. Star Wars. Wars. <laughs> I'm talking about Jeff Lear a lot. <laughs> Uh, they weren't interested. <laughs> yeah, I bet. No. That's fine. The, I met those guys that you were like the night before you guys went out. They, 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 they didn't seem like they would be fans of this. Yeah, it's definitely politics and economy. I could see they would have jumped on that one. Like, oh, really? What, what, what's your Mike? Uh, Mike Butler that was playing a bunch of his songs, like That's the cool. Living Room Leftists. Yeah, well, I, I saw him at Tommy's, but like it was really busy. I didn't even bother to go over and say hi. No, I was good. Oh, I yeah, would I love to see the two of you guys jam together. Yeah, I used to like playing music with him. His style was always awesome. Back I, from the half-nots, like, like the hard punk rock shit, and uh, when they switched over to what what the shit, like the countryside, he knew he was just like a songwriter. 
like he kept it simple and he just liked writing songs, you know? Yeah. Which is the way to approach it. Like keep it simple. It was really good. It was like really, he plays like a lot of folk music, I guess, but it's like all stuff he wrote and it's just really, he's got like a fun, like punk voice. Yeah. It's weird. It's really clever. Yeah. I miss the old, uh, the have nots and what the shit. Fucking good times. Little campfire gyms. Speaking of music, uh, Daniel Romano's newest album just came out. Mosey. Um, Greg, I'm pretty sure you have some mixed feelings, but personally, I thought it was an amazing album. Tell me what you think. <laughs> Go. I uh, I don't know. I just I fell in love with one Daniel Romano, and I feel like there's been like it's like a Dragon Ball Z character where he just keeps like evolving <laughs> form. It Pokemon, does, it Pokemon is, would have been in the better metaphor. No, it is like <laughs> no, it's more like Dragon Ball Z because he's gone beyond three forms. Yeah, <laughs> he's and I, I don't yeah. think he's done yet. <laughs> I feel no, like this isn't even his final so form. Soon, soon yeah, he's gonna no. hit Daniel Romano, God. I feel like his he's hair's going to turn bleach blonde. <laughs> yeah, like it's like he's going through the eras, you know. And I fell in love with like this, you know, kind of sixties, fifties Daniel. No, Romano. we fell in love. Yeah, we fell in love with the simple country, uh, like George Jones esque songwriting that he was doing on "Come Cry with Me," which is fucking probably in my top five favorite albums of all time. It was just like everyone thought he was playing a character back then, and he he, he still he character. did it for so long that it was like, oh okay, you convinced me this isn't a character. No, and you're then, right. He did, and do then it for right a while. when you were just like, oh, this isn't a character, he's like, boom, gotcha, it's a character, new character, go. <laughs> and uh, the music really reflects those characters as well. Well, so what what do you think of the songs on the new album? Uh, it's good, but it's just not as country as I think I'd like it to be. And, no, uh, it, it has like and then even feeling, uh, though. the the album, which is like I think he's still considering a country, came out with a which you know you got it on vinyl, and it came with a CD that was just like a punk album, kind of like a pop punk album. So it's just he's he's which divided. I I have to say it's fucking awesome. No, and that's fine. I mean the punk good, album, but it's just yeah. he's all over the place. Well, I was not expecting at all. Like, I should I should borrow that. I want, it's I really that. cool. And uh, I just if he's trying to get people to. Give him, I don't know, some sort of like credit. Like, I don't know if he's trying to be mainstream or not. It looks like he was attempting it's, it for a bit. And he's yeah, not. it seems like now he's just kind of doing his. You know, thing. and it's like I, I don't know what it, I don't know what he's trying. to Because even do. you see his Facebook posts, they're only getting like five hundred likes. Like we know tattoo artists that, like that are very low level that get just as many. You know, yeah, I just I don't know what, he's, what his platform is right now. Yeah, I'm a little confused. He's I don't know. He's got me hooked. Fucking take my money. Like I'll tell you, yeah, like the album's good and I like it, but. It, it didn't have the same pull to me. Like, I haven't just been coming home, like, just listening to it on repeat, you know? What do you think of Daniel Romano? Because you hear it all the time over here, Kyle. So, uh, do, do you actually uh, enjoy listening to it? Oh, no. I, yeah, I mean, I, I like some of it. I, I listened to a bit of the new one, and I was confused. I think I was talking with you. I thought it was, like, an older song. And, I, and even after you put the next song, I, I, felt, I felt like they were a little samey. Like, it, there's a new sound to it. That yeah, it, he's it, got it, the horns on this and, album. And, yeah, the like, horns. There's, and, yeah. It's, some of the songs sound similar, but... Uh, like, him singing with Gord Downey and Sarah Harmer. Yeah, like that, that was priceless. That's, that was really like, oh, man. People started giving him a lot of credit, I think. You know, it was like top talents were, were giving him a nod. And it's almost now like he's he just doesn't really care about that anymore. I don't know. It's weird because I read a Rolling Stones article about the album. And he said that the album was basically recorded in two chunks. Like, probably when we saw him at here in Kingston at the grad club, 
he probably had half of the album recorded, which was like, uh, you know, like the ones that we kind of recognize from like when we heard at Wolf Island and from there. But then when he went over to Europe, I have a damn good feeling that that's when he got weird. Like God, fucking like, Europeans ruining yeah. everything. So even you say it's weird though, like or is no, it and, no, it's weird for like what he was doing on the last album. But I feel like if I if I've only one time asking was kind of a pretty good transitional album for what he's doing now yeah. and what Come Cry with Me was. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, if you had to give it a, a nice rating, I know Greg seems like he said a little bit more down on it. I give it an eight point zero. What would you give his other stuff? Is it like well, his come best cry, album? Come Cry With Me is a 9.8. Oh, okay. All right. But it's, it's pretty good. Yeah, it's one of my favorite albums ever. There's no perfect time. But yeah, no, this one is not too far of a step down. It, it's just new. And with every re-listen, it grows on you. Yeah, I hear, that happens all the time. Yeah. With, like musicians you love, right? New one comes out and you're like, fuck this nonsense. <laughs> like, listen to it about 20 more times. And you're like, oh, well, it's, it's okay. Yeah, for sure. Five years down the road, you're like, oh, fuck, I loved it when it was that one, and I hate this new shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but there's some songs, like, if I have enough alcohol in my system and I hear some of the old Come Cry With Me songs, I I have to sing along. It's you, just, you, it's, it's, you come and cry with him? I cry with him all night But, but no, don't forget the come part. It's <laughs> 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 <All right>, so... <laughs> Do you guys get a chance this week to uh, watch any of uh, E3? That's well, a... I'm not going to bullshit the audience. <laughs> I, I watched it with you right before yeah. we started recording oh, well, this. You watched a few trailers, yeah. I was pretty ignorant to the whole thing. Like, I, I got really excited with that one trailer. And in hindsight, I, I should have realized that it was because of E3 that that trailer was out. Yeah. So, you know, you know, you you guys have both know what E3 is, I guess. Oh, I yeah. assume most of the audience would. But it's like the Electronic Entertainment Expo. So it's just when, you know, all the biggest video game announcements for the next few years come out. Uh, And so, yeah, it was pretty good this year. I watched three of the five press uh, press conferences. Yeah, they were good. Some of them were good. PlayStations was good. The EA one was terrible. It was one of the worst ones I've ever seen. They showed like no games. They just talked about esports and how you can play Madden and win fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> and they're really trying to push that now, eh? Yeah, and no one give a fuck that's watching that. You know, like I'm not going to become a professional fucking Madden player, but you could. No, I couldn't <laughs> because I don't spend all the time playing one single fucking. Because you game. have a fucking job. Yeah, I have a job. <laughs> and Man, like, can I'm you not imagine if it was like the last Starfighter or something where they were like trying to recruit? The best Madden players in the world. To, to be coaches. Oh, for actual football? If that counted, if I could get a real football coaching job out of playing Madden, I'd be into it. But I don't think that's a thing. <laughs> That'd be a terrible NFL team. <laughs> so you showed uh, the new uh, Hideo trailer to me. The Hideo Kojima? Yeah, that was cool. I assume, Craig, that well, was the one you were most So I was a little confused because both of you guys had watched it prior to my viewing yeah, yeah. and like so greg sad. was like ready to flip the table he was so excited and like visually it was really cool yeah but like awesome what song. what did you guys take away from it uh okay uh, you know greg you go because I, I feel like whatever i say i'll be like stepping on your dreams <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so go ahead no, now you just ruined my dreams already. No, no 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 it's all right go ahead, go ahead. i was just excited about it because uh 
well, just there's so much to take away from the trailer through its interpretation, right? Like Kyle only just told me what the title of the game meant. It's called Death Stranding, and that apparently that's when Wales beached himself. So that uh, changes things immediately. That's a very like poetic thing for some reason. The fucking like the baby attached to him. I didn't see that in the version I watched. So I was later on when they showed him with the scar on his stomach. I was kind of really excited by the fact that he didn't have a belly button. It's like, <laughs> oh man, that's the most weird ass thing to be excited about. Right? I love thing it. There, Greg. <laughs> no, no, I just no, man, that, that means like that they were like clones. Some uh, ankle shit. No, no. Well, yeah. Yeah, and I mean yeah. the clones thing. Like, don't I mean, fucking say no to me. No, I, I wasn't like I was. I wasn't really listening. I caught off. I caught off after. But yeah, no. Like, there's like some sort of cloning thing going on, and then it sh- when I watched the E3 version with the baby attached to him, that made more sense because it was like, okay, so there is some sort of like artificial incubation shit going on here. You know, that's pretty cool. And then to see all these like wasn't there of, an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie about that? <laughs> yeah, yeah ju- it was, Junior. Yeah, Junior. I had Danny DeVito. It's good. <laughs> No. So is this just yeah, a rip off? Yeah, he was in Twins and in uh, yeah. uh I think in also in the uh, uh, greasy dude. Junior. Anyway, but uh, and then it shows those guys like all the dead fish and stuff and like there's like all this oil and like I don't know, the whole thing just looked really intriguing. Like I'm in. I want to I'm so he, confused. Hideo Kojima is the fucking master of throwing in a trailer, a trailer where oh. you're like, "What the fuck there's, is going there's on?" There's cinematic trailers, oh, yeah. not gameplay trailers. You know, no, and he's good. At, he's good at that though. You're like, "What? What's going on, man?" Like, yeah, when, I don't know. I just anime. Sometimes you get confused shit. about something, and you then you just don't care. But it, I just got really confused. And the and song is good. You gotta give it that. Like, a, it was good trailer. Yeah. It was fucking great. And Norman Reedus. I've right. kind of an issue with that where they put real people in video games oh no see like uh, alan page and kevin spacey and the norman reedus thing though for like context of why it was so crazy so like um hideo kojima put out uh metal gear solid 5 somewhat recently and about midway through or like about a year up from when that game was coming out like they stopped letting him do any interviews like people couldn't ever see hideo kojima and then he died no, like oh. no, there was this weird thing, and he was he stopped tweeting and stuff, and like wasn't allowed to like they just wiped him off the face of the earth, and then like the game came out, and he still wasn't allowed to talk, and they kept being like, well, he's on vacation. It sounds like they fucking and killed him. No, it, it sounded super weird, and everyone was speculating like, okay, something's wrong. Then they took his name. Oh, sorry, before the game even came out, they took his name off the game because it was like. Hideo Kojima's Metal Gear Solid or whatever. Like, he was always, like, front-titled on that thing because he's, like, probably, other than Shigeru Miyamoto, like, the most famous video game developer. I guess in Japan, hey man, anyway. Jonathan Blow, man. Jonathan, yeah. <laughs> well, like, he's a famous indie one. But, yeah, like, I mean, he, that name, people know it, even here in the West. Like, everyone knows who. <laughs> like, I mean, it's you not know? just in Japan, you know? It's also here in the West. Well, like, I mean, you know what I mean. Anyway, so they stopped doing that, and he also released this um, thing like uh, called PT. It came out uh, a few years ago during, I want to say Tokyo Game Show, or maybe it was PlayStation Experience, one of the two, and it was like a immediately playable. They like announced it at a press conference, and it was a demo for a horror game, and it was like this weird mystery, a horror game. A horror game. All right, go on. Uh, anyway, so uh, the, people played through it, and, and anyway, if you could do, solve all of these puzzles, it was super creepy and weird. There was a fetus in a sink. It was terrifying. Anyway, if you played through Everyday the whole shit. thing, it, it revealed that it was a new Silent Hills game or Silent Hill game called Silent Hills. 
which is like an old horror franchise. Multiple Hills. And it was starring Norman Reedus. Mm. And it was uh, Hideo Kojima and um, Guillermo del Toro that were making it. And it was like, people went nuts. And they loved this trailer. And then they canceled that game, like shortly after, and stopped letting Kojima talk to anybody and all this weird shit. And Metal Gear came out. And then like eventually it was revealed that he was like leaving Konami. And he went to PlayStation. And they're going to make his new game. So when in the PlayStation experience, or sorry, at the PlayStation uh, press conference, when he came out, they literally like lit him up, like godlike lit him up, gave him god stairs to walk down, where like they lit under each step for him, and like he comes out <laughs> and he literally just goes like, "I'm back," and like the crowd <laughs> goes fucking insane, right? Like crazy insane. Uh, that's and then in the trailer, like it, it you know, it shows like a guy for quite a bit, and then it's revealed that it's Norman Reedus, and everyone goes fucking insane again because now it's like they're making PT or right. like Silent so Hills or whatever. I, I'm sorry to cut you off, but I read something on Facebook today that made no sense at all, and now it makes perfect sense. Some guy goes, uh, "The new uh, Metal Hill Solid looks great." <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's yeah. what it's supposed to. It's his whatever his new thing, but like that game isn't a game. Like he revealed in an interview afterwards that. Like, he hasn't even picked an engine for his game yet. Like, it's not... It's in, like, pre-production. Like, that that trailer is his concept art, which that dude will do forever. Like, he'll always put out some weird-ass thing, and it never gets made. He's done it a bunch of times. Yeah, he's a dick. He takes forever to make games, too. So, like, really expect that one about probably five years down the line. If we're lucky, I would say five years. And I, that, I know that sucks. But anyway, the weird thing, they show Norman Reedus, and then the fetus, again, the Reedus fetus, uh, and it like that was like a reference a fetus, to it was like those. a baby. No, it's attached. Or, like it's got an umbilical cord to him and everything. Babies have first. umbilical cords. What? Babies have umbilical cords. Yeah, when they're like a fetus and then just born. Yeah, it's, it's like a tiny a little f- baby. So like when you walked into like the doctor's and like someone just, just gave birth, he's like, "Oh, that's a nice fetus you have." <laughs> I'm just saying, <laughs> is your fetus, fetus a boy or a girl? Fetus rhymes with Reedus, so it works good. <laughs> Reedus and his fetus. For the sake of the rhyme. <laughs> exactly. And anyway, so like that was like a huge explosion of fucking everybody being stoked on the PlayStation conference, and uh, I don't know, it was cool. There was a bunch of other really awesome shit. Yeah, I watched the Zelda trailer. I'm a big Zelda fan, and it looks like a really nice looking game. Oh yeah, it looks awesome. Very nice. Very nice. It's weird because that's the only. But thing it, yeah, Nintendo it looks open world, and like it looks like there's crafting in this one and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, it looks more like it really looks like they're leaning into like the Skyrim version of uh, Legend of Zelda, or some, like the Witcher. Role playing in there, you know? Yeah, like there's wep- like different weapons. There's weapon de- degradation, like they break and shit. There's like you can do anything in any order. You can, like there's levels t- and like different HP to everything you fight. So it seems a lot more like a you know traditional role playing game. And I don't know, it looks really cool. You can climb stuff. You can jump. Link hasn't been able to fucking jump in a long time, so that's cool. <laughs> Cody and I are gonna try to learn the rules to a new role playing game. Oh yeah. Yeah, street craps. Street oh, craps. Yeah. And by role playing, it's like throwing you know, dice. It's like pretending that like we're hard on the streets. Well, you guys are the hardest motherfuckers I know. Well, so. when we role play. So yeah. Anyway, like uh, I showed you guys that other trailer for Days Gone or whatever. Yeah, that looks pretty cool. So fucking zombies. Out of what you've seen yeah. for E3, was there anything you were pumped or anything you hoped had been announced? Skate well, you, you four. Dreams. No skate. No skate. No skate four. Go fuck yourself, video game world. Yeah, fuck EA. Theirs was terrible, man. It was a really bad thing. Yeah, no. Isn't there like supposed to be a new Star Wars game, something coming out? Um. Oh, yeah. At, at EA's press conference, they showed that there's three 
I think three different Star Wars games in development, but not for another five years. Uh, the early the, there's a VR thing coming out next year. Uh, there's a new Battlefront. I think that they, I don't know if they announced it, but they're definitely doing extra stuff for Battlefront. Uh, and there is two uh, other like shooters, maybe single player looking kind of things uh, under development. Like um, one is Amy Heading, who did Uncharted. One, two, and three. She was a head writer for those, and she's got a new studio for. Well, she's head of Visceral Entertainment, and she's hers comes out two thousand eighteen, I think they said. And then uh, the other one is Respawn Entertainment, who did like uh, Titanfall and used to do Call of. They did Call of Duty four. I don't know if you guys are probably or Cody, you probably played that. Uh, Yeah, I've played quite a few of the Call of Duty. So uh, it's those guys, and they're doing uh, another Star Wars. So it will probably be cool. But I find it really strange that they don't have something lined up soon. The newest, well, there's Star Wars Lego comes out in like a week or two. Fuck, there's always a new fucking Lego game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh, other than that, they didn't really have. I think it was you know it was one of those things. They got the license for Star Wars only a few years ago. It takes time, you know. Uh, they didn't even show anything for Mass Effect either. For yeah, it's kind of sucked. All they showed was single player for fucking FIFA, which I don't really give a shit about that. Well, speaking of sports games, uh, the new free PlayStation Plus games came out, and it was uh, NBA and Gone Home. And I've seen trailers for Gone Home forever. I was really pumped to play that game. Yeah, I told you. I haven't even installed it yet. Went straight to NBA, and I've been so fucking addicted. I never thought I'd get into like a fucking sports game, but oh man, sports games are awesome. If you like like the sport, and I like the whole aspect that they do now, where you only control one character. Because I used to get overwhelmed and like. Once I pass the ball, it's like, well, what the fuck do I do now? Yeah. But now you actually like focus on running plays properly and doing yeah, like, smart, and you get smart that. You playing. You know, so yeah, it it's cool. And like you do the whole thing where like you start from the bottom and work your way to the top. I've always loved where they did that in video games, like Spike Tony, Lee joint, like, like Tony Hawk Underground back in the day. Like you started as a nobody, and then oh, you, I love Then you got sponsored, and then you turned pro and all that shit. That was my it, favorite one. Was Underground the first one? Was yeah, so that was good. a really good game. So yeah, basically they do that with this fucking basketball game now, where you start in high school and like you're the star player on your team, and then you choose which university you want to go to, and then you get drafted. I don't know. It's really cool. Like uh, it's kind of adds a role playing aspect to a sports game. You know, that's cool. No, I I get why you. I know that you're like Mr. Indie when it comes to most games, but getting into a sports game is still a lot of fun. Yeah, and so this has me wanting to probably get the newest golf game. Because I've always loved the Tiger Woods games. Oh, yeah. The new one is uh, Rory McIlroy. Yeah, Rory McIlroy. Thank you. Uh, And the last one that came out didn't do well review-wise. But I bet you can pick it up cheap now. Yeah, well, like, whatever. It's pretty much just for the graphics. And, like, they change it up up a bit. Golf's a really good game for just, like, sitting around drinking with a group of friends. Pass the controller around, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's good. It is nice that you can play it with one controller. Have you ever played sports games, Greg? Like, anything? Like I played the UFC game. Yeah. Oh yeah, I, we I, were into that for a while. I never, pl- I never played the UFC game, but I, I would play like boxing games and stuff like that. But yeah. Other than that, Have you played I, the new UFC I, game? No. No. The new one uh, is made by the people that did Fight Night, which was what the that, that, that was a really good game. And uh, it, it it it's fun, but you could probably download the demo and it's free, and you're gonna get all the excitement. Yeah, you just want to play around. It's <laughs> like uh, you just fight as like I think in the demo it's Gustafson versus um, John Jones. And yeah, you'll get all your fun. You play like twenty rounds of that, knocking people out. You're gonna get the entertainment. Yeah, you know? exactly. Switching UFC fighters kind of only has like 
uh, emotional value. No, but if it know? does have like the same kind of aspect where like the basketball game has, where you start as a nobody and work They've your way They've had up. those for a while, and it sucks in the UFC. It's never yeah. like that much fun. There's not a lot to it. It's like, oh, here's an interview where you get like dra- like now you're in the UFC. You had one fight, and Dana White's here, and then you know you work your way up to being champ. But it doesn't have like a lot of cutscenes to it or anything. I always thought Fight Night had a better one. No, Mortal Kombat had the best like. Making it from the bottom. That's the <laughs> <laughs> you don't remember? I was wondering where you were going with that. You don't remember that? Where you literally climbed the tower? Of yeah, I was thinking about that, like climbing the tower. Yeah, like the arcade games. Yeah, yeah, like one, yeah. two, and three. No, yeah, like each one you had to like fight. Oh, speaking different. of which, Barcadia opens soon. We gotta go. Yeah, uh, Shout out so to we, yeah, we live in Kingston. Kingston. If you forgot, or if you are just tuning in, uh, we're Canadians. We live up here in Kingston. We're they're finally opening up a new bar in town that doesn't seem like it's going to be a complete douchebag yeah, fucking like a club or anything. Hangout. Yeah, it's Barcadia. So yeah, a bunch of old I saw I saw a photo online of a bunch, a bunch of fucking uh, bunch of games they got. So they're going to have quite a few there. Yeah, I'm going to go and I'm going to set a high score on Miss Pac-Man. Yeah, I want I want to get a high score on something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's I'm what sure it's we'll all about. It. Anyway, I guess we're going to probably take a quick break and uh, you can hear from a podcast over the BNE network, and we'll be right back. Where's Will Fade? Awesome. That I'm going to check great. that I mean, out later. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing about that I just like. I, actually, I don't think she's listened to Ah episode yet. <laughs> it's so good. It's and it's, still scary, it's, right? It makes me uncomfortable. Oh, scary shit. New episodes every Tuesday. A B&D Network podcast. Scary as shit. We're not that scary. All right, and we're back. And, uh, you know, we... We watched E3 trailers. No, we didn't. We did that earlier. Yeah, we did some whiskey shots. <laughs> whiskey shots is what we did. We chased the spiders away. <laughs> Cody tried to hustle in some street dice. Yeah, he did. And, and he didn't want me to I tried to front Kyle money without any rules. Yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, you know, I'll give you the money. You'll gamble. Yeah, that's a good way to fucking owe <laughs> you a shit ton of money. <laughs> All right. So, so um, got a topic? Well, yeah. I was at uh, the bookstore the other day going through the graphic novel section downtown. And you guys know I'm a drawn and quarterly junkie. So I finally decided to say, fuck it, don't be such a cheap bastard. And I bought their 25th anniversary book. Okay. And it's 750 pages of glory. And I, Is it like a compilation kind of thing? Like a little bit from so a bunch of stuff? so much. So it starts off with just a great history of the company, straight from day one till now. And then it goes into an interview with the owner. And then after that, it's just kind of like the a, owner of the book. No, <laughs> well, yeah, basically the owner of the so book. It's an interview with you. No, you guys. <laughs> interview you guys with are the jackasses <laughs> of Tron and Quarterly. Yeah, and then um, it's got like a bit of a best of from everybody that's ever really been a part of it. Greg's over here just fucking giggling like a fucking moron. <laughs> Anyways, it, it's kind of reminded me why I liked comics. Because I've been reading, like, the backlog of Drawn and Curly for so long now, but I'm finally at the point where... You're caught up. I'm caught up, and these guys aren't putting out new shit. Like, Chester Brown just put out a new book, and which was great, but that's all I've got to wait. Probably a year and a half before I get another thing from Seth. Probably never before I get another thing from Joe Matt. And really? Has it been a long time for him? 
Yeah, so Joe Matt's got a strip in this book that was like the first thing he's done in like eight years, I think. Yeah. I haven't read it yet. But he's got a lot of really cool like photographs from like the early 90s of like the guys traveling around the world. Just seeing them all together, all these people that I kind of was introduced to separately. But they they describe it how like back in the day they try to create almost a universe like Marvel and DC. Yeah, I get, the, I get their, that feeling. Where all of their separate books were autobio, but they would be in each other's books. So, like, when you were buying these, it's, you kind of had to get them all if you wanted the full story. So, so I, I get that feeling out of when I ever, I've read, like, some of uh, Joe Matt's and some of, obviously, Chester's. And I've never really read anything from Seth. But uh, I get that feeling from those. But obviously, there's more than just those three. Those are, like, the Toronto. So, yeah, that was, but. like, so them and Adrian Tomine, which was this really young, fresh out of high school kid from California who got, like, signed up with them. He was, like, they were the, the core at the beginning. And John Corley was known as an autobio thing. And then after a while, now they're just anything that's highbrow comic or, like, okay. or lowbrow, you know So, what I, mean? I assume in this, like, new book there's quite a bit from other people that aren't the three yeah so i'm getting exposed to like a lot of the early people that i i've heard of their names but never read their work and stuff like that but i what i want to ask of you guys is like you both are slightly versed in your underground comics kyle you introduced me to underground comics basically through chester brown and greg you've read a bunch of shit from like some crumb comics to harvey Pekar and all that kind of stuff I want to ask you guys, what is your favorite underground writer? Okay. Well, I mean, uh, I, you, it's funny you say, like, I or introduced writer artist, you know. It, it, yeah, it sounds obviously like I would be the guy that would know more if it was, but I, uh, no, I don't know that much about underground comics, like a bit. I, like, I, I know a little bit more about comic artists that, you know, like, I'll, I'll came include, up I'll quick, include, like, but, early Jeff Lemire in that, too, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like, I mean... Well, I, it's not really underground, but... But Jeff Lemire, for for quite a while, even, was Even like Sweet that. Tooth was still Vertigo, you know? Yeah. I, I still think that he's still pretty underground. Because even, like... <laughs> Today, oh, no. No, no, man. Now he's, like, the most mainstream... He's, One like, of the most mainstream of DC. Yeah, but probably one of the most successful writers in comics right now. I mean, fair enough, I... When I go to pick up comics, I would say easily 60% of my comics is Star Wars or Jeff Lemire. Yeah. yeah Without a sure. doubt. So, yeah. How are you saying he's underground then? Well, I mean, I just... I don't know. He seems to be, like, jumping... Story, like, like for Marvel and whatnot, he's... Jake Marvel, he's he's jumping characters to story arcs. Yeah, but that doesn't like, make him underground. If he's writing for currently for Marvel or DC, you know, that's not really underground. I think that's what, what Cody's getting at. You know, like, when he says underground. Yeah, like... <laughs> there, there once was a time, but he's far past like, that. If you now. want to say Essex County was his underground, if you're being produced by Marvel and DC at the same time, you're you're not an underground creator. Is he doing DC? He's right still now? doing independent stuff, which is great. But he he's was not doing DC for a long time. I mean, but is his, is his, is his like under like independent stuff as popular as his? Oh yeah, I well, think that's what got him famous. Yeah, it's not if, as if, popular. If, like no, if asking, it, it is, man. Like Essex County was like. Award winning. Well, it's award winning, but I mean, and, like, and that's I just, and because of that. That's why he got yeah, accepted. But I'm just meaning, like, as, as popular, like, I'm sure uh, a number one issue he would do for uh, Animal Man or whatever, which he did, I think, right? Like, I'm sure that sold a lot more than most of his underground stuff, just because no, it was not at all. Essex County is on its third printing, 
and Animal Man didn't go past his first printing. Well, trade okay, paperback. fair. All right. Like, but like, I mean, I bet that was original printing for that number one was a fuck ton more issues than the original printing for no, yeah, Essex County. You're right by saying that, but those those books are very highly acclaimed. Not but just in, not, not even because no. we're local to him. Like we praise him so much, they're praised all across the oh, states. No, I'm he's, not taking that away from. He's him. got printings see. of uh, Underwater Welder now in China and Korea and France. I, like yeah, yeah that's he, a fucking great book. Like someone was asking me the other day, like you know they were one, I was we were talking about Essex County. Like oh, could you recommend something else? And they, what did they, underwater welder? No, they said. Oh, they're like, what about Sweet Tooth? I was like, Sweet Tooth is pretty good. You have to was, read it all, though. But I was like judging the person, and I was just like, I don't know, man. I think you probably enjoy Underwater Welder way more. If you like Essex County, yeah, yeah, was, like it's a really humanistic story. Okay, we are really well, it's into similar. Uh, it's a, it, Twilight you know, Zone. Very similar. Yeah, well, the, the introduction yeah. to, by Scott Snyder, where oh, he starts off by saying that this is one of the best Twilight Zone episodes of fuck. all time. And then, and I don't know if that like put a like if that made like because that's all I was thinking about. Going into that comic, was that this was a script for? No, you should have been thinking about it. That's why it was a great inter- introduction. Yeah, like that, that's a phenomenal story. Oh yeah, um, yeah, but spooky man, and like down to earth, and made me fucking tear up. But so, uh, going back, so to I, your, I, I would give that like if so. I was Jeff Lemire, okay for like underground think, underwater welder and uh, yeah. All that stuff. I feel like it, it, we should probably rename like the questions more. I guess well, what's your but, favorite like. Like independent. Well, no, well, no, not necessarily. No, because you gave, no, you gave me that answer, but now I want your real yeah, answer I know, I for I, for actually. The well, you were saying stuff. like Harvey Picard. I find that guy fucking hilarious. Yeah, he is fantastic. He's so angry. Do you know much about him, Kyle? No, not so you never seen the movie American Splendor? I've heard of it. I have not watched it. I've but heard it's great. He was and, just this writer growing up in uh, Cleveland. And who just happened to be good friends with Robert Crumb. They were neighbors or something? Yeah, I don't know. They just knew each other through, like, collecting records and comics and stuff. And fucking, he was like, Harvey, I want to draw some comics of you. (laughs) That was my fucking Robert Crumb impression. That was really bad. But, uh, yeah, so he just wrote. Like, just fucking ranted and raved. And, like, everyone drew him. Like, that's my dream. If I could just write and all these artists came to me and it's like, oh, can we all draw you? So <laughs> draw me like one of I, I've got girls. I've got a good collection of his stuff with Crumb, which is probably the best stuff. Yeah, I, 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 I is he like does Robert Crumb crown his underground anymore? Absolutely no. Well, yeah, absolutely. He he is the godfather of underground comics. You know, like because he probably fucking makes way more money than Jeff Lemire. Oh yeah, but uh, but I'm, he started in nineteen sixty. And I really don't know, like I like, I feel it, like it's that just paycheck. Grown. Paycheck from one of those like DC or Marvel. Yeah, okay, be a big so one. how's that for underground, right? Like fucking we we just bought we just bought like I just bought a Jeff Lemire print for thirty bucks and you just got like a haul for like what three hundred? And I mean fuck, we couldn't even buy a print for from Robert Crumb for like three fifty. Uh, no, you can get prints of anything for cheap. Yeah, uh, you know, or I guess you know, what I mean. I mean, an, an original, original Robert original. Crumb. I, mean, these are, <laughs> I, I couldn't even guess. <laughs> these how much these were just be. prints that we got, right? Yeah. Yeah, like autograph print. Yeah, well, the, you, they're, you they're got, signed and numbered. Well, you yeah. got a. I, I did just recently buy uh, some new original comic art, though. Uh, it's a Jeff Lemire page that I've had my eye on for like a year and a half. Mm-hmm. I, I've got invoices from this guy twice prior to this from me just like drunk and on drugs and being like, oh, I'm buying it, I'm buying it. Didn't actually have the money to buy it. <laughs> like at one point in my life right now, I have like a bunch of money saved up. I was like, I, I don't know what to do. It's like, treat myself, motherfucker. Yeah. Like Treat yourself. I like the idea of like collecting art. 
Oh no, it's a smart move. I Original. Mean, like, art. I mean, is it a great investment? No, probably not. But I mean, it's still a an awesome. Who knows? Good I picture. don't know, man. Makes Jeff Jeff Lemire's blowing the fuck up. Oh yeah, that's so the true. fact that I have some of his very early work original. That's fair. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, as far as the answer to your question, though, is like, what's my favorite in- underground? Like Just say uh, Chester. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> yeah. I mean, I for me, the whole experience with it is different than everybody else's, right? Like, I only knew about it, like that stuff because I grew up with it. Like, so I only knew about Chester, and I knew that they existed, and I read his stuff growing up when I was old enough, and my parents were like, "Oh yeah, you you, you can read." Emmy Fur or whatever. <laughs> and it being like, well, this is fucking weird. This is not the same as fucking X-Men. <laughs> like, not at all. No, like you, in your head, your parents tell you your uncle's a comic book artist. You expect like, oh, Wolverine's in it? Yeah. Like, I, that's all I thought. I really, I really just case. assumed Wolverine was in it. That was like how, was that how not young I was. Not fucking Ronald Reagan is someone's penis. And yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. The guy that couldn't stop shit. So then it was like, you know. And then the first, Buck of Matthew. At first it was over my head and then. You know, at the right age when Paying For It came out, which I, I, I would say is my answer to was my favorite. And it's sitting right it's next to us on the right shelf because uh, Very it was just recently decorated. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that, no, no, that is, that's my favorite. I really like that. And I don't know. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's a great intro to what uh, an underground comic is. I think it's not too far fucking out there, but you understand it's just a great book. Well, it Regardless was, it was my book. intro to what underground comics were because prior to that, I thought reading Jeff Lemire was as cool as it got mm-hmm. as being a comic reader. I was like, oh, I'm edgy and I'm I'm sophisticated because I read Essex County and under, Underwater Welder. And then I found you gave me paying for it. I'm pretty sure it was on New Year's like a few years That's, ago, drunk as yeah. fuck. And then I was like, damn, this is autobio and this guy is just fucking showing the world how weird he is and i got off on that and that was basically my intro to that whole like self-exposure genre where like it turned into like charles bukowski and robert crumb and all these people just opening themselves up to the yeah, world that memoir and, style and, like auto- autobio became like one of my favorite genres for sure uh yeah i mean i don't know that uh, i don't want to give some over ridiculous praise because when it comes from me it's like you know it's family so how like you know, it just sounds like a cheap I, shill out know, or something it's family but <laughs> but i don't know it's good it's a good book it's a great book and obviously he's gotten uh much higher praise than just me for that book <laughs> yeah and to be honest like his newest one that just came out mary wept over the feet of jesus so i haven't read yet so i gotta read it's not the same i liked it no, I liked it too, but it's just not why I'm a Chester Brown fan. I get that. Like, I be- I became addicted to him because of paying for it. Because of his auto-bio expressing how weird he is to the world. And then this was... This was a strange... This was the first thing that I read by him, and I was like, this isn't weird. It, it made sense, because it was told in the style of Louis Riel... But, yeah, but like I, he's already done the book of Matthew and all that shit, so I was ready for it. Anyways, like right now, with like modern comics, including these undergrounds, what do you think is going to be the next best thing right now, Greg? Oh. <clears throat> say like say it again, like uh, like cool. the next best thing, like 
either a series that you think is about to take off or like something you've heard about coming oh, out. Well, like I mean, Descender I think is going to go down. Huge. I just got the new issue of the new arc. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, fuck. I gotta go. To I'm the shop pretty now. excited to read it. I'm that going. that story is spot on. But uh, yeah, I for some reason I Valiant's like whole reboot shit. Like everything's like on like later issue like you know twelve or thirteen or fourteen. And uh, I'm reading Bloodshot again by Jeff Lemire, and it's a I'm, whole I'm, lot of Lemire love. Going I'm getting on here. Uh, I'm getting a taste of like all the other characters and story arcs, and uh, I think I already regret not getting more involved in some of the Valiant stories earlier on. I think that uh, that the, they're gonna. Yeah, do you do you actually find like they're pretty decent label? Valiant was one I didn't really give much thought to. All the covers look cheeseball to me. You know what though? It's but that's just me judging a book by its uh, cover, like usual. It has this like traditional like eighties feel. Yeah, it does look like late eighties, early nineties comics. But action it's, comics. It's, it's held true, man. Like it's Do the stories have any depth though? Man, I'm loving the Jeff Lemire one. I don't know if that's that's backwards. Thank you, sir. He's speaking of my cigarette. I uh I don't know if it's just Jeff Lemire, but some of the other characters, like there's crossovers that, so far. Right. So it's definitely a it's a established universe. It is, and it's it's good. There's only like a handful of characters, and they're all pretty neat. Um, I'm, I'm I <laughs> they're wish, neat. I would no. I wish <laughs> I got involved. I wish I got involved earlier. Like I, the only reason I would never have even picked it up, other than it was a Jeff Lemire number one, and he drew in the issue. Right? And uh, you were talking earlier about uh, like you know whether or not Jeff Lemire's as is like people are as excited for his shit as I am, like. I'm reading Bloodshot, and the art is by somebody else. And the last comic ended with you turn the page, final page is like all this kind of normal art, and then just this little blood squirt thing. I was telling you know what I'm talking about. Little, yeah, like Jeff little, Lemire drew Jeff Lemire one of the drew characters, like a little character overwards, and so it's really cartoony and traditionally Jeff Lemire. And that's what I'm excited for, you know. And like that's what I'm kind of his his writing is great. Well, but what's your favorite is, Jeff Lemire story, Kyle? Um. Uh, it's Essex County uh, is still the one that like I got uh, most into. I, I started with Sweet Tooth actually, and I only got about probably four trades in. Oh really? You you've never finished Sweet Tooth? No, I haven't. I think Sweet Tooth. That's why you got to finish. Showed everybody yeah. that Jeff Lemire can write a, a comic book, like a comic book. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely. It, but true. that it held true to the way he tells stories and creates characters. You know, but like, was, he, like you could tell that he, he grew up with all that Marvel DC influence, by, yeah, but he, he wanted to be an outsider. He played by the rules. You know, my, it was like he he held exactly. It. He played by the rules. Yeah, my, but he kept it very true. I don't know. It's good. Sorry. My mistake there was, so I got into big buying comics on Amazon kick at that point. <laughs> I was just like, oh, they're so cheap. It's, it's like ten dollars. So, it's so easy. Ten dollars. Yeah, and you're drunk <laughs> and you just buy everything, whatever. And uh, but uh, so I was buying those at the same time as Why the Last Man. And I, just, series and I just, and I just, I liked Why the Last Man more, and so I started buying more of those and stopped on Sweet Tooth. It wasn't that Sweet Tooth was bad or anything by any means. It just had less of a story that I was engaged in, and at the time, it was kind of like a less engaging universe. It seemed more traditional to that that zombie. Not zom- like obviously it's not zombies. It was like post-apocalyptic. Yeah, they're both apocalypse stories, and. The, the one just didn't grab me as much. Like Sweet Tooth just didn't grab me. It's and it, simple aesthetic. The yeah. characters. I loved the art. I liked the art more than in uh, just because I liked Lemire's art. But 
it just didn't grab me as much as the story for why the last man because i felt like even though they're all apocalypse stories they're all but, derivative in but a back way, but... to essex county which you said is your favorite why would you say that's your favorite Oh, just because it made me feel warm and Canadian in my heart. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> it, like, like and it's, hockey, ho- it's and hometown. It, eh? Yeah, it felt like, oh, yeah, this story took place in my backyard. If anyone wants to get a feel as to what our podcast, our background really is, and you're into comics, you Fucking. should really look into Essex County by Jeff Lemire. It's it a great beautiful. graphic novel. And it's a great piece of, yeah, just like kind of Canadian history in a well, way. Like, no, you know what? Even as just a fucking like what comics are capable of, there's next to no dialogue. It's, it's very minimalist. It's, it's like the most minimalist thing it, that you can even call a graphic novel. I it's, would a, it's a great uh, display of perseverance as a creator that it probably took him a long time to draw all those fucking silent pages. But in the end, it pays off. Because probably yeah. looking at those pages one at a time with not a whole lot of uh, oh yeah man like uh, dialogue going on, but there's tons of feeling and atmosphere in every panel. I get lost reading it. I would like to actually just be talking about it. Like um, a lot of Lemire stuff doesn't have a lot of dialogue, right? Like I mean, he's a writer for well, most now. Of them. It's a little different, but like yeah, his, but, his I graphic mean, his traditional stuff. Yeah. Like I mean, Sweet Tooth doesn't have a lot of dialogue. Essex County doesn't. Underwater Welder doesn't. Like it has it when it's important. It's I'd like of- to see him, and I know this sounds weird, but uh, it seems like that would inspire maybe some good di- director genes in him. Like he, you might have it. He's a good storyboard storyboard artist, and well, how, probably there are that rumors bad. that Descender is supposed to be. Uh, a movie or a TV show? I thought a movie. Yeah, a movie. Uh, probably a trilogy. That would be great. But I'm assuming he'll get some kind of writing credit for that. Well, I'm sure because he'll get a writing, he, he he'll is get writing it. Credit. Like to me, it seems like it's too big for a movie. Uh, yeah, I agree. Which, well, but about, when right now it's all about comic book movie franchises. It's like no, but it, it would work more as a TV show. This brings yeah. me back to something I want to bring up later for. E3 stuff, but go ahead. But man, there's so many characters in Descender that are reminiscent of uh, Sweet Tooth, like Driller. Yeah, what's, absolutely. What's Driller? Uh, Driller's got a Driller's just a robot. Dr- Driller the oh, killer. Okay, Driller the killer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Driller's uh, mean. Yeah. yeah. And uh, but what was the, the like character? Gussie. In, yeah. yeah. Like yeah, like the the buck tooth, like fucking beaver kid. Yeah. Like yeah. They're, that's great. I yeah. Like he he he's really good at giving personality through dialogue. Not just through how he draws them. Well, yeah, I think no. he, I actually think that his more commendable thing is personality through how he draws. Them. No, it's both. It, well, yeah, he, but I it's mean, a perfect balance. So many things in Essex County voices. is like I understand who this person is. I've met this person in my life, you know, like because he just draws them like a small town person. Like that's hard to describe. No, but it's but, different when you're looking at a fucking beaver kid. That's not a small well, town yeah, person. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. But and you're like, still, you man, like, like you're still able to fall in love with these characters, you know. We give a lot of praise to this guy, and we're giving even more. Well, to I, I think it's just very obvious that he's one of our favorite creators, oh, yeah. and the yeah. fact that he's a up and coming Canadian boy from southeastern Ontario is pretty damn awesome. Oh yeah, for sure. I wanted so the only thing I wanted to bring up, sir, you just uh, we're talking about movie franchises, or I did anyway, about those coming. Have you guys seen the trailer for uh, the new South Park game? I have not. Fractured butthole. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, an immediately fucking awesome title. Did you play the first one, Greg? I no, the Game of Thrones ish one. 
Uh, it was called the Stick of Truth. Yeah, but you probably saw the. I don't know if you keep up on South Park or not. I've I haven't watched it in a while actually. The new one, anyway. Well, well, first off, Stick of Truth was yeah, you know, it was like a Lord of the Rings style, uh, Game of Thrones inspired. Like those are becoming popular. We'll do a fantasy video game that's like. It was done by Obsidian Entertainment, which is the people that did like uh, Fallout New Vegas okay. or like um, uh, Knights of the Old Republic 2. So, like, they're well versed in some yeah. good RPGs. And it was a fantastic RPG and was hysterical. Like, amazingly funny, brilliant video game as far as like capturing what South Park is supposed to be. And yeah, it was awesome. And now they've announced a new one with Ubisoft and it's uh, called <laughs> The Fractured But Whole. And it's. Uh, the trailer for it is making fun of, like it's it's all the kids sitting in a basement in their costumes, like their um, their superhero costumes, like the coon, nice and all that, like uh, and I'm, what I'm trying to think of what Kenny's is, like the que- question, what is it, Mysterio or Mysterion. Mysterion. So anyway, uh, the fractured but whole is what we're talking about. Have you heard I think as I just got up to take a piss, <laughs> I heard that title and I was giggling the yeah. entire time. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they announced that and they showed the trailer. It was amazing. So it's the, it's all the kids sitting in a basement and they're talking about how they're going to start their new movie franchise. And they have like phase one, phase two, phase three written on the, the board. And it's like, first, the Coon movie. And like, <laughs> it's Cartman talking about the whole thing. And it's like... Uh, and as the second end of phase one kicks up, you know, uh, Kenny, you're going to get your, like, a Netflix series going to start spinning up at the same time. And he's like, well, why don't I get a movie? And like, well, fuck you. Not everyone gets a movie in this whole thing. And he's like, well, what's the goal here? It's like, well, it's to make a billion dollars or whatever. Like, And it's a great fuck you to, like, the whole current movie franchise for Marvel. So instead of, because the original is basically like a Lord of the Rings thing and Game of Thrones kind of combined. So now they're going for superheroes. Yeah, they're doing like uh, everyone's split on the Marvel DC kind of idea. Like, like it ends with, uh, you know, half the group leaves because they're upset with not getting their own movies. And Carmen's yelling. I was like, you won't even get halfway through phase one, DC assholes. I'm, and all exci- that. I'm excited for it because I played the first one and I'm a big fan of RPG games. And it was very simple. I was able to beat it in a week and a half. Yeah, not playing too very long. casually. Too. Yeah. And. I don't know. I, all around, it was hilarious. It wasn't hard, and no. fuck hard games. I'm I'm there to have fun, you know. That, I I I I get you. Like this game fits a like I like hard games. I play everything like on the hard difficulty or whatever. But a certain game comes along, and you get sick of those super long sixty hours challenging RPG or whatever. And I like that South Park does a great. The last one they did a great twenty hour hysterical. I got the enjoy the RPG element of it, but not too like. Not that that was a huge focus or anything. And I'm I, I'm really looking forward to that one. And I forgot about talking about it earlier. But it looks fucking fantastic. And, and I'm sure I'll laugh harder at that game than I have at any game in a long time. And the first one was, it was great. Yeah. And it, it comes for free, I think, if you pre-order. Yeah, I, was, I heard that. Which, you know what? More games should do that. Because, like, fuck your back catalog. Just get it out there. Make it an incentive to buy the new one. Yeah, exactly. I'd want to replay it. I bought... The first one, I'll still go back and replay the it again and then get excited for the next one. Anyways, uh, we'll probably take one more break, come back, talk uh, a little Game of Thrones nonsense. and, and uh, uh, So when we come back, if you haven't watched Game of Thrones, well, we'll talk about the last four or five it'll weeks. It'll be very but... delayed. No worries <laughs> yeah, for spoilers. Anyway, 
spoilers, I guess, for uh, episode eight of Game of Thrones. He pulls me into this dark office alone. He lays me down, and he's like, take off your shirt. He was he was good. He was a professional. Takes this war, long. He loses me all up, gets it done. And he's rubbing this thing all over. He's very gentle with me. I'm about to pass out. Dude's taking forever. And now I'm slightly out of breath. He squirts me down all over my belly. But he did say that he, I didn't have to put my shirt back on, which was weird. Oh, yeah. They also talk about comics. Long Box Small Talk. Weekly on bmoviesandebooks.com. All right, we're back. And with uh, Game of Thrones discussion. So, spoiler warning, Game of Thrones up to season six, episode eight. Right here. Fuck it all, in my Is opinion. Is eight out yet? Yeah, we just oh, watched yeah, it. Right. So That's nine the newest one. Nine and ten are left. We got the yeah. Battle of the Bastards left next week. So they're saying that these next... And then the Winds like, of Winter. The last two episodes are going to be extended episodes. So they're going to be longer than the regular... Yeah, especially for the last oh, one. really? Yeah, the last one is the longest episode they've ever done. Uh, in 69 minutes, I want to say. Something like that. Interesting. Minutes, eh? Well, you just... Like, the, like, <laughs> I, I said 69 because it has a nice spring to it. But, I don't know. Somewhere <laughs> around there. Anyway, uh, so... So Arya's storyline has been a fuck around and a half. It's been a waste of time. I'll give you total that. waste. I of time. called it in an episode that is dead now to everybody. Okay, I totally said okay. it was going to happen. I'm sorry. I did. I do say that, but the fucking nerd in me got a bit of a shiver when she turned out the lights. Oh, it was awesome. I mean, because that was that was pretty. I'm sorry. I'm very loud right now. Right. Settle. <laughs> Settle. I was very pumped to see all that training pay off. The like the fact that she's blind means that like she's just going to kill people in the dark. Well, she's not blind now. No, but that she was blind. Oh yeah, she she's better at that. Yeah. No, that was awesome. The whole thing was cool, and it was a huge fuck around though with the mystery of like understanding like why she suddenly didn't look like like she wasn't wearing the same clothes. Like not the last episode, but the episode before when they showed her getting stabbed in the stomach. She wasn't wearing the same clothes as she was when she got needle. She didn't have needle. And then she suddenly stabbed in the stomach. And that whole thing was fucking weird. Everyone that I'd read online, like that that was really confusing. Because there's a girl walking by her that looks like Arya. It seemed like stupid that Arya would okay, be I'm sorry. tricked. How many times did she get shanked in the fucking stomach? And in this last episode, she just starts fucking like commandoing it down the street. They gave her like they like, even twisted it. Maybe the blade was like only like a quarter inch long. Yeah. It doesn't matter. She got stabbed so many fucking times. She got times. stabbed a lot in the stomach. Like, she fucking took a beating in that last episode when she was running away from that chick. Yeah. yeah. She did. And, but I mean. Is that just supposed to show how tough she is? She's tough. I, I think that coming back like right around the same time as the hound coming back, like, like that's mirrored in those episodes. Yeah, yeah they're hard as fuck. I think it's was... just like the hound is always referencing like. Better men than you have tried to take me so down. I'm a got, hard motherfucker to kill. And what do you guys I, think the Hound's purpose is? He's going to join the Brotherhood. Um. Yeah. I thought when he first came back that uh, the Hound's purpose would have been to try and fight uh, his brother. I thought the trial by combat was going to be built well, up. No, because no, I, I remembered you saying that when fucking King Little Shithead there fucking announces, oh, the fucking religious court does not believe in trial by combat yeah. anymore. Well, like, this season city. has been really religious, right? And the Hound joined the Brotherhood kind of seems like it makes sense. Like, he was hanging out with a priest 
that okay, he yeah. didn't quite agree with that religion, but for he's he's seen, looking for purpose. He's yeah. looking for purpose, and he's seen the effect. I'm sorry, of but the red god. Uh, like we didn't record this, but we discussed the last episode that came out, episode seven, and you were super bummed on everything that happened with the hound. Do you not think that that needed to happen to show what's going to happen from now on? Yeah, I don't know. It was just it seemed really silly. It was, but it built up to. Fucking him chopping down the motherfuckers. Hound, the hound's man. important. Like I mean, and he literally chopped him down in the last episode. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, I liked his return. I like that character a lot. So it all seemed good. I like I said, I am disappointed that it, that it doesn't end up the hound versus the mount. That's what his I want. Conversation it might, with though. the whole it, people. Might, like you know, he said he didn't have any friends and he had one and he was dead and he was referring to the priest. But then the way he talked to the drunk priest there and. I don't know what's the fucking one guy with the eye patch name. Uh, Big Barrick Dondarian. Barrick Dondarian. Yeah, he. Uh, you know, he talked to them like they were friends. You know, like he doesn't well, have a lot no, of friends. He knows them, but I know. But it's like he has nowhere to be. He has nobody that he knows. He's he, no. Uh, he's seen banner. Yeah, like he's and got he, nothing. He he <laughs> immediately fits in with the brotherhood because of that, right? Like, and he at first it didn't make sense to see the brotherhood like. Butchering fucking priests like that didn't make that didn't seem. I know. I did like you had an issue with that. And I was. I knew something was wrong. But then to like, see them like punishing those men, it's like okay, you know what? The hound can get in on that. Yeah, that was a very funny you scene. Know, like, yeah, yeah, I like. I I hate. I I agree with you. I didn't like seeing the brotherhood. So although the priests, but, although mm. like he is on this like path for vengeance right now, he is going to learn control. I think that's the whole point of him accepting religion yeah, in that like, last episode was that he will have some control and that will pay off in the end i think i don't know he's a great character it's a it's a good mercenary character like that he's learning things he's evolving like as far as writing a character goes he seems to actually be evolving like all the good characters in yeah. game of thrones like, he's fair. learning things and it's awesome and i like to see him come back it, it was awesome like, to see him come instead back. of like Arya and Daenerys that who are like one step forward, two steps back. Well, yeah, exactly. But even those characters, they're learning. I, I feel like these last few episodes have shown that. Like, I know that you guys aren't a fan of the Arya thing, but I her am. realizing that she is oh, like still Arya Stark. I like good. the ending was like I'm Arya Stark and I'm going back I like, to Winterfell. Uh, I want to see the Starks get back together and take exactly. Winterfell. And and and, and that'll be Danny. the culmination of the show is them taking back Winterfell and then. Them being the stronghold of Westeros and fighting off the the fucking Walking Dead. <laughs> How about uh, Jamie's speech to Edmund there? Uh, I liked that. Jamie's one of those characters, though, that like we were just talking about um, characters evolving. I, I want to see where he's going. I, I don't know. I feel like he's building up, just like all the storylines always fuck are. Brienne. I don't think that'll be it. Honestly, I think he's gonna have to kill Cersei. Brian? Yeah, you know what? You, that never even crossed my mind, but in the grand scheme of things, that would be a, an amazing ending. I think that... I, for, for some reason, my, my out of honor... And this isn't even my prediction. This is just... Uh, actually, we're ta- I was talking about I, Lindsay. I, I like Cersei, though, guys. I do now. Yeah, I do. I, do too. I, I know. I've liked her since day one. Yeah, partners. she's a good villain, but See, now I like her as a hero. Sexy. In a Seeing her even character like, summarized and kind of like the play that Arya's watching... You know, it's all like yeah. It seems like focusing yeah, bro, on we're, Cersei, where we're reminded be, of her, like why she's such a bitch because her kids died. Yeah, like, all exactly. her kids she's are getting not slaughtered. That big a you know? like and her husband died. Even and Jamie's given that whole speech where she's a mother. You know, like we're because we're, we're supposed to be reminded. Even if you think of the grand scheme of things, she's never she's been the control of everything that's gone wrong, but she's never really 
done all the a things lot, that, yeah. that we hate well, her she's, for. She's, Anything we hate her for is because Joffrey did it. She's no, Joffrey's well, mother. Well, in fairness, that's not true. She's done the thing that started everything. Yeah, you're right. She man. killed Allow John Aaron. That's true. That starts that, everything. Has that been proven? Yeah. 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 Because then that's why she like, tell, gives Ned the out and Joffrey decides not to follow through. Yeah, okay. So, yeah. But she's she fucking... Everyone's fucked all the up problem. in this show. I hear you. She made uh, a move... Years ago, there's no blind. good guys, there's no bad guys, exactly. And, and, and I don't know, uh, okay, so you know, Except the, for the, re- the most recent episode in episode eight, like, uh, she does that whisper to her, um, maester that isn't a maester, you know, the guy I'm talking the about, necromonger there, yeah, the necromancer type guy. Um, did you hear what she said? Because I didn't at the time, like, no. she asked him about rumors. Oh, yeah, from okay, the so like. Wh- yeah, what what he's referencing there? Oh, you just unplugged everybody. I no, can't. we're good. It's it's it, we're still alive. It's just uh, headphones. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> so no, it's uh, so like yeah, he whispers or she whispers to him. But the the little birds. Yeah, the little birds. And I I, didn't I don't hear know it. what they're referencing. I think, or at least what I've heard, is that it's asking about the wildfire underneath the city. The uh, I I thought she was already able to get that. Well, I think she's asking about whether or not it's everywhere. And the the most recent theory oh, of her, so and what, I like this theory. Down King's Landing? She might burn down King's, King's Landing. Just and then just like, fucking dip out? Well, like, and that's why I think Jamie might have to come back to kill her. That makes sense. It's a good like idea. I, like, uh, she tries to burn down the city, man, and he has to I, go back I, and kill her like the old king, like the just, mad king. You just reminded me why I like this shit. Because, you know what? I will watch every single episode for the next two seasons or whatever, and I hope they're boring as fuck. I hope they're so fucking boring and filled with dialogue and nothing happening because the end of this story is going to be amazing because George knew how it was going to end when he started writing it. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. No, he did. Yeah. And that's how all good writers should write. I saw an interview one time with uh, Alan Moore and he was uh, talking about how when you write a, a grand epic or a mystery or anything of the like, you need to know the ending and not fucking kid people around. And he said mid-interview, like the show Lost. <laughs> oh, yeah. And like, just like immediately is like slandering all these like shows right now that are just get like getting viewers from cliffhangers that don't pay off in the end. Where I know or I, I'm praying that this will pay off in the end. You think, but you've been, your prediction forever has been just John and Daenerys. John and Daenerys, but it's going to. I don't know how that's going to happen. So what do you what, when you say John and Daenerys, now do you think like it's he's the king of the north? Okay, she's the king so of do you want to hear my prediction? Yeah, I do. For I do. the grand scheme of things, yeah, I see right now them actually taking back Winterfell. Yeah, but right before, uh, no, as they take Winterfell, I see the White Walkers taking the Wall, and so fucking. It's going to look like Winterfell's about to go down because this fucking insane army of White Walkers are about to take down Winterfell. And then that's when Daenerys comes in to be the backbone of their army. So she, okay, so she flies not to the Not to King's Landing, but to the north. She realizes that there there will be no King's Landing if she doesn't go to the north. Well, then who's going to tell her that? You think Davos rides to, like, assuming the way she gets there is through the people at, um... Like uh, the through Greyjoys. the Greyjoys, 
Then so what? She like someone rides to there and fixes it. Davos or something tells her what's up. Well, I'm not saying she's, she's going to land and immediately go to. Yeah, exactly. To, it's never um, going to happen. Winterfell, like but I'm saying she's going to go to Westeros and then. Fight with obviously, I, I I picture the big battle against the White Walkers taking place at Winterfell because that's the North. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. I I agree with that, and it's big like. All, and, and all it's the known living, as a powerful keep, you know. All the living and Danny to the to the south fighting with John to yeah. And obviously Sam down south he wins is his come right up with to some shit. He's going to start manufacturing dragon glass like fucking. Well, yeah. also, so we know about the north, yeah, we know about sense. the south, and we know about the like. So Arya brought up the you know last episode. Yeah. What's, what, what's of west, west of Westeros? West 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 right? Yeah, yeah. That, that was a really cool moment. That was cool. So, I mean, was like a there's a whole thing. other angle that we don't know about. Yeah, we don't know but, if that if there's two world more is actually round. Because if you do relate it back to like Tolkien universe, there was west of Middle Earth. That was oh, well, just even, Middle but, Earth. No, if you, you relate just, it back to the opening credits of Game of Thrones, even. Uh, they do that weird thing of the opening credits in the show of where the sun in that is the middle of a globe. Yeah, we we've discussed but, this before uh, when, when we were hard on when they're in uh, one of the slave cities there or wherever. There's the Oriental chick and she's a red priest. Oh, uh, that's so, in I mean, uh, Slaver's well, Bay. Well, n- we haven't even seen Valyria. We haven't even seen like southeast, which is like supposed to be a no, very we've, sketchy. We've magical. seen Valyria, I think. Uh, doesn't don't uh, Tyrion and um. Uh, um, Sir uh, Jorah, yeah, yeah. they pass through it. Yeah, they they do. Yeah, and it's filled with uh, lepers, but they're not called lepers. It's uh, whatever stone people. Stone people. See, it, that happened very differently in the books. Yeah, yeah. That that journey was very drawn out. Where I'm pretty sure um, Tyrion crossed like half of Essos in like two episodes. Where meanwhile it took like five hundred pages in the book. Well, they, they've actually kind of nodded to in a few episodes recently how long time has passed because that's a weird thing in the show and in the books. You know they don't say years the same we do ob- obviously because they talk about it's seasons. summer forever right like yeah. summer can be years and but in this last one like Edmure I think uh, says like I've been your captive for years and like Jamie references that it has been. A long time since the start of the show, like, and I, it's kind of, and it actually has, man. Look at, look at Bran. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But I mean, it's weird because in the books and everything, like, they don't ever reference how long a year really is, or any time do they ever really talk about. So, do you think this is a fuck up on the show's part, or do you think this is something George has acknowledged? No, it's just no. I think it's just a weird thing of like they've established that years. And stuff, wherever this planet is or whatever, are not the same as here, obviously. Years take place in a different measurement, and I don't know what that measurement is. But clearly, long times have passed. These are not young people but, Well, bodies don't, like, age differently on different planets. No, exactly. It's still, <laughs> it's still your, yeah. yeah. It has nothing to do with sun revolving around the Earth or whatever. Like the way we conceive the body decaying is 365 days. It's not even, yeah, it's not even a pro- like a, a weird, like, flatter theory seeming or some weird shit like that. I don't know. It's just some other shit. Time takes... So, to cap this all off, I want to bring something kind of fun up. What is your guys' favorite plot line of, throughout the entire series? Oh, they're... All right. For Game of Thrones. Like, like character and, like, the time. Uh, do you want to go? Um, yeah, I guess it would have to be like a toss up between John and Tyrion. Yeah, but at what at what moments? 
Well, I guess like for John now that moment's passed because it was whether or not he was going to come back to life and whether or not he was going to be killed. Like his whole run as the fucking Knights Commander. Yeah, it has been kind of funny that since John's come back and Sans has come around, John looks like a bitch. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't say a bitch. <laughs> no, but know. it makes sense because Sansa fucking went to King's Landing. She knows what it's like yeah. to fucking stand up in royal court. Yeah. Like, she should be the fucking mouth and John should be the muscle. Yeah, I don't exactly. Arya's story arc is probably the best one. So I, I was going to say, yeah. my favorite. Her, her current it, one? It's probably been, regardless of expectations, hers has been the I best. I think even regardless of anything, Arya's is the best. Arya's, the person that if Arya died... I'd be the most upset about Arya by a long shot is the best character in my opinion. That yeah. is a, a primary character. Like I mean, I have my ah, favorites, but it's gonna be really nice to see her and John be reunited. Uh, yeah, I hope to God that happens. That's an important one, especially more important in the books when it's. And like, he's gonna be like, "Did you stick him with the pointy end?" And yeah, she's gonna be like, "You have no fucking idea." Yeah, literally, you gave me <laughs> one instruction and I killed a bunch of people with that. No, that's that's uh, I like that one. Arya's the my favorite by a long shot. And then, as far as secondary See, characters, though... you know what I want to say? My favorite story arc? Ned Stark. Oh, that's yeah. good. Like, reading we his chapters in the first book... Everyone loved that. Like, yeah, his, that's Like, that, that was... The, he was going to be... Oh, yeah, like the, great then. The, the hero of the story, and, like... Being an exciting then everything. Got, then he got chopped out. I think there's a good chance we might see more of Sean Bean in Game of Thrones now that they've introduced these I don't flashbacks. Know if you see Sean flashbacks. Bean, but, yeah, the flashbacks. Uh, we're gonna see more Ned. We still I don't know, come. man. That would be fucking cool. If, if they did, if they back. did it like not too long ago. Well, Ned didn't know everything, and he oh, was trying really no, hard to figure shit out. Hair colors. I, I bet you that there's things that he was involved in that he was ignorant to its actual meaning. Well, yeah, of course he was, but we don't know. All right, secondary characters though. Who's your favorite? Serio. Well, I didn't even tell you who my favorite was. Oh, sorry. Yeah. How about double down? <laughs> double bet down. On, I'm in. <laughs> Kyle, Kyle, do you want to bet on who his favorite character is? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Sure. Go Throw first. some money down, boys. <laughs> Throw some quarters down. Some dice. You don't need a roll on it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's <laughs> like I just put some fucking money down. How much money are you guys betting? Buck. A buck. No, we're, are we going to bet a buck? And what his favorite? What if we? Neither one of us is right. We just split it, obviously. Looney. Then, uh, then you both owe me money. No, <laughs> no. Fuck that. Because he'll change it. Main right, character. We're talking main plot. Right, you know what? Characters. I bet you he's fucking holding down for Daenerys. Yeah. No, I was going to say Danny is what I was going to go with. Sorry. Yeah, me a buck. Because, like... No, I don't owe you shit. To, to me, Game of Thrones, or A Song of Ice and Fire, is everything fire. going on and Daenerys' story. She's the ringer. She's she's the ringer. She's she's the song of she's fire. She's the mother of dragons, man. Huh. No, I I, I get it. And ya. dragons are a big deal in this universe. And she got them right off the bat. Like three yeah. nukes. No, I hear you. It's like three That's fucking kind of a, a bombs just ready to take out some white walkers. She can fucking. Uh, but I mean, you gotta admit though, her story's been boring. Right. No, oh. man, she's fucking. Like I'll be honest, like her character. Okay, I, I get off the fucking porn novels. This is a whole other side subject. I get off to reading porn. Okay, you're, you're, I read. Uh, I read fucking Robert Crumb. I find it hot and horny. I read Bukowski. I find it hot and horny. And when I'm reading fucking George Martin describe the, the January scenes, I think she's amazing. I, I love reading it. It turns me so on. It's a sexual thing. It's it's such a sexual thing, but it's also like it's her power has to do with that. It's powerful. Like her being powerful, it's like. 
I, I couldn't handle that pussy. <laughs> uh, you're just like what? Uh, what space says? I can't think of his name. It's like you couldn't handle it. Uh, like Mormont? Yeah. No. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, it. like, and Dario. also just like I feel like she's. If they kill her in the end, that's awesome. Yeah. That that's cool because surprised to say that's awesome because no, but but do you know what I mean? It, it'll be like the ultimate pump fake of all time. Yeah, but I'm sick of that. Like. The whole story so far has been, oh, he kills everybody. But I'm I now it's like so predicted and and, and stupid, in my opinion. Like I just don't want any more of that. But We've no, been dragged along. I want what we wanted three seasons. Ago. She's she's probably my favorite main character, but uh, side characters. How about you? What do you guys think about fucking, um, what's his face? They're making fun of Patrick Payne. Oh, Bron. Yeah, Braun, that was great. Yeah. Bron is definitely my second favorite of all the secondary characters. My favorite though, start from the bottom. Now he's here. Is uh, um, Tormont Gi- Giants band. Tormont fucking staring at Brienne is the best yeah, by a long shot. Just he gawking her. Doesn't get enough fucking screen time. I love that dude. He's fucking hysterical. I love the whole like earlier. He got way more screen time with him and John, and he's getting a little bit now and then. Especially but now he's the comical. Brand. Yeah, exactly. He's kind of comical. And he's in like TV commercials now and shit. Yeah, and he's fucking awesome. He's just an awesome character. Man, fucking the ginger beard, that's going to become a huge fucking trend yeah. sometime soon. Did you ever see the That's going to take, that's awesome gonna take off huge, boy. A few seasons ago, I think it was like two seasons ago, he did a, maybe it was last season, he did a YouTube video of like... Him uh, trimming his beard. Re- retiring. Yeah, the uh, it, it was on Reddit, and I was like, well, and everyone yeah, in the comments is like, well, he's going to fucking... He's getting exactly. killed off. He's getting killed off. Then you watch the video, and they just like clip off like a that's, centimeter yeah, of his exactly. fucking beard. He's like, ah, uh, that's oh, great. He's like, that's great. And I love his character. I don't know. It's just the wildling character is fantastic, and he's like the perfect like personification of all of those people. And I don't know. He just nails it. And it's funny to me, and he's awesome. Anyways, so we thought episode seven was kind of a letdown, but eight's kind of getting our spirits a little higher. Um, so the war is coming. The war is winter. Battle is of coming. the Bastards. Is that what the, the next, next episode's episode. called? That is episode nine. I'm still rooting for um, Gendry to come back sometime soon. Gendry right, does need to come the back. Bowl. Yeah. But obviously, the last one's going to end with the Battle of Winterfell. And uh, let's just end it on well, our what are our predictions? Who's wins? Man, also, so what, what bastard's uh, going to do it? The Brotherhood there, Bendrick or Beatrick no, or whatever the Rams fuck is Barrick even said that the White Walkers are coming and they got to go north. That was what the Brotherhood wants. Everyone to has to go north. No, but the Brotherhood yeah. wants to. That's like a thing. There's gonna be like, and they're another wild card that might show up. Man, bringing the, yeah. Imagine if Barrick and uh, Melisandre get get together. We haven't seen her in the last couple episodes. He's all about nah, the red she's priests. She's around, but yeah. No, Wait, she's uh, all depressed. Can and you shit. imagine I, a couple of red priests showing up? My yeah, my guess, anyway. Uh, if I have to give a prediction for episode nine, if it's the Battle of the Bastards, I think that uh, Littlefinger brings the. What does that even mean about what Jon Snow versus Ramsay? Exactly. Oh, okay. So the battle Wait, of Winterfell. Why? That, that's that's supposed to go down in the next episode. Yeah. Yeah. Well, fuck it's that. The battle of Bastards. That's stupid. I assume that uh, that's what it's titled. That, that I should mean, be I built up a little two more. Two episodes. Than that. They've like been a, a little half-assed. I agree. Extra episodes and shit. Uh, we'll see but, what uh, happens. Anyway, I assume that my guess is that uh, Littlefinger brings his army, the people from the Vale, and then supports, and then they win the battle. By the way, we all just held our pinkies in the air. <laughs> Because that somehow means... Uh, little, finger. Little, finger. <laughs> little finger. Little finger. All right. All right. Greg, what's your prediction? Man, Ramsey going to die. Ramsey going to die. 
I want to see Rick and fucking get bust out and kill fucking Ramsey. I want to see Rick and kill him. Like, oh, Rickon's gonna. Yeah, I want to see Rickon just fucking you tear out like, like a fucking Rick, like his literally with his teeth. Yeah, eat him, like, know, like, eat him like, like a dog. Some crazy gnarly shit, and they're gonna be like, Rickon, you're our brother. We just saw you do that, but that's that's kind of Legends fucked up. of the Fall shit where he all comes right. back with scalps and he's eating hearts. Yeah, all right. So all of our predictions go. Rams are gonna die. We got a buck Rams down on each one. Rams are gonna die. All right. Well, I guess this has been episode fifteen of Two Versus Three. Uh, I appreciate everybody listening. Yeah, it's been a while, but it's it's been fun getting together with you guys. Yeah, it's good to hear everybody or be in the same room with you guys and do some shit. So, um, so I was just gonna say we're about to go play a bunch of dice. Yeah, we're gonna play a hot 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 dice and uh, some Mexican street dice. They call it, I think. Mexican craps. <laughs> so we heard. <laughs> we got the house rules though. Anyway, this has been episode fifteen of two versus three. Uh if you get the opportunity, go and check out our Facebook, which is Facebook.com slash groups slash or is it users? Or groups. User or groups. Just like go on Facebook. You go in your search three. bar. Facebook and just type and search in. two versus three. Maybe We're there. also on Twitter at two versus three. Yeah. Okay, so something I want to say right now is that if anyone is listening to this as part of the episode right now, prove it. Tweet us. Send us a tweet at two versus three and prove that you fucking listen to this. <laughs> Please come on. Like it's kind of desperate. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds desperate. But, but, yeah. but like I, d- I just want to see a fan like prove that that they're actually listening. Like that high guy. First one to do <laughs> like at that high guy that said that you like real. shit. That's like a bot. It's a bot. Fuck. We got nothing but bots That's following us. Bot. Well, this is a sad ending to everything. It's like Game of Thrones over here. All right. Well, I'm Kyle. I'm Cody. I'm Greg. Thanks for listening.